Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm Tori. And this is Wait Why. Welcome back to Wait Why. It's another exciting episode with your Welcome favorite home. hosts. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. I feel like we actually have life updates this time, maybe. It's not like we just went to the doctor and stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> what's been going on, Tori? You make us sound so sad, Hannah. Okay, um, our life updates can be pretty bland sometimes. I guess. That's true. Um, but before we do life updates, I feel like we should mention that we hit a thousand listenings. On oh my podcast. gosh, yeah. It's very exciting. We have a K now. We got a K. <laughs> yeah, that's super exciting. And also, before we do life updates, um, I feel like, we got a lot of good feedback from the Earth Day episode. A lot, or people reached out to us about it and seemed to have enjoyed it. Um, and I told my dad I'd give him this shout out. Um, he started buying tea bags that don't have strings, and it's supposed to reduce some amount of waste. I don't know. A new sustainable tip. I know that tea bags are actually like a big source of pollution. Um, so I guess losing the strings helps with that a little bit. So. Keep your eye out for those. Another free sustainable tip from the Knighton family. I love that. <laughs> Good tip. Good tip, Dad. Right? Good job, Dad. All right. Life updates. What's happening? Um. Well, on theme with today's episode, I passed my yoga teacher final certificate or exam. Yay. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy. Ooh. I was... Wondering what the update on that was, too. <laughs> <laughs> gonna finish? She's been doing this forever. <laughs> I just didn't know. But that's awesome. That's yeah, so exciting. all I have left is to submit my final class. And then I am done. Tori, the professional yogi over here. I feel like <laughs> I still have quite a bit to learn. But, yes, yeah. a piece of paper with my name on it that says I'm certified. <laughs> it's always learning and growing with yoga, which we will talk about exactly um outside of that i am actually headed to tampa this upcoming week yay i'll be visiting <laughs> hannah <laughs> yay. Right. the yay um yes so we're gonna be visiting or we are i'm going to be visiting hannah and my sister in Tampa this upcoming week, and then hopefully headed to Michigan for a little bit um, during the summer as well. Yeah, that's nice. It's nice to get away from Florida during the summer a bit. Yes. So upcoming travels in my future. <laughs> exciting, exciting stuff. Um, so I know this is an update for you, too, but I'm only halfway there. So I got my first COVID vaccine last week, and Tori is now fully vaccinated as of last week. Oh, yeah. Wow. Gosh, I see. The thing is, is that I don't think I have. It's not that we have boring updates. I just forget to update. Right. I forget what's going <laughs> yeah, on. That's true. Yes. Just got the COVID, second COVID vaccine last Wednesday, and honestly, it kicked my butt. Not going to lie. I felt horrible afterwards. Oh, no. Like, woke up in the middle of the night with chills and a fever and, like, could not get warm. Like, I put on my full sweatpants, like, sweatpants, sweatshirt. I put on, like, my comforter, which is pretty heavy, and a blanket. And then I had Tuck come lay on top of me because I was so cold. Oh, 
Well, I'm glad. How long did it last? Like only a day or two? Yeah, it wasn't very long at all. Okay. But I just had like body aches, which is like the worst part because anything that like touched me felt uncomfortable. Oh. Yeah, but yeah. it was fine. Took some medicine, only lasted a couple hours and it was good. Yeah, that's good. I have heard from a handful of people that that's their experience with the second shot. So I am kind of anticipating for that. Yeah, I don't want to scare people, though, because everybody's reaction is so different. Like our friend Kelsey just got her second dose and she felt it, but I don't think quite as much. So, oh, yeah, everyone's so different. My grandma got it and like both times was totally fine. Yeah, same. I think, though, I think they're saying it's more common in younger females. Right, right. So, but my dad also had great um, sweet girl again. (laughs) Well, my dad did have um, body aches and chills after his second shot, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how the second one goes. I'm just happy to be getting vaccinated and to see other people getting vaccinated. Me too. I'm just telling myself that the stronger my immune system, the stronger I'll elicit a response. (laughs) Exactly. Something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. That's how it works, right? Medicine, science. Science, medicine, correct. <laughs> um, yeah, so for me, Tori's coming this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the end of updates. That's it. And updates are done. No, I'm looking forward to that, but then also I'll be heading out to Ohio again this weekend, like probably flying out Saturday, I'm hoping. And uh, getting to Ohio for Mother's Day so that we can all kind of spend it together and go visit my mom in the cemetery. So that's planned for, that's my plans for like this whole next week between you being here and then going there. That's what's going on in my life. I do feel like I've been spending a ton of time in the sun already. Yeah, I feel like you're truly embracing the Floridian lifestyle. I mean, I just feel like, people just invite me places and so I go and they're all very Florida type <laughs> things to do oh my gosh yeah you also went on a speedboat that was right cool. so you just got invited on to that as well it's so it was my neighbors and I am close with their daughter yeah. Hannah you said you went up to 95 miles per hour yeah it was insane like this boat is crazy it's like something else so yes we took it up to 95 but they took it out the day before and took it up to 115 but I'm positive it can go faster than that I don't even think I'm like unless I just don't think I've gone that fast right it, it's pretty wild like especially with, like, sailors. yeah um as sailors we never go that fast so <laughs> no, absolutely not <laughs> it is an interesting experience yeah that was super fun I also went to all in the last week I did that I went to Adventure Island, which is the water park with associated with Bush Gardens. Um, so that was a day in the sun. Then my oh, that's the other update. My dad is also in town right now. He's been here since last week. And so him and I had a pool day at my house on Friday. Then I did the boat day. So like I have been in the sun and it's only like May 2nd. Or is it the third now? What day is it? It's the third. <laughs> okay, that one. I mean I just feel like it's happening very quickly. Yeah, I know. It's going to be, I, we say this every single year, and probably have said this multiple times on the podcast, but I cannot believe how hot it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to get burned it, out 
sorry go ahead <laughs> i'm gonna get burnt out from this summer so quickly i already am like after like i'll take tuck for like a mile walk in the mornings and it's not even peak heat and right. i'm already like i need to get inside and melting yeah i feel like it's hotter where you are too you are further south yeah just a little mm-hmm. but i don't um, know i'm sure it's pretty equivalent yeah also when did you go to disney wasn't that recently? oh yeah that was also last week or like the weekend last weekend not this past weekend but the weekend before last yeah. weekend of april we went to disney a lot girl I know, I know. And um, so we went for Randall's birthday. My stepdad is the Disney fanatic of the family. And it was his birthday. So we went for his birthday this time. And like actually stayed at a Disney resort. And my one sister and her husband came down for that. So it was a really fun trip. Oh, and I saw our college friend, Michelle, was there at the same time. So we got to meet up too. It was a really good Disney trip. Um, I'm just laughing at us. We're like, oh, we have nothing to tell. We don't do anything. And you're like, oh, I did this and this and this and this. It's been an eventful two (laughs) weeks, I will say. Like I said, this week I actually have updates because the last two weeks have been pretty eventful. Um, But yeah, so after that Disney trip, I've kind of been saying, oh, like it's getting to the time of year where we're not going to go anymore. So our Disney trips are over for now. Probably won't go back to the fall. Then literally yesterday, Randall texted me and was like, I'm getting Disney tickets for May. You want to come? <laughs> and I was like, I mean, yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do? Say no? You guys are like once a month regulars now. No, honestly. Except I just realized in this exact moment. So my last, my second dose of my vaccine is May 20th. And I'm pretty sure we're doing Disney the 21st. So. Oof. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to see how I feel. I mean, that's the thing, though, is if I don't go, then I can just use that ticket another time. Oh, yeah. Did you just hear that? Yeah, what was that? That's the cats fighting. Oh, okay. <laughs> It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Normally, I don't hear them, but I heard that little squeal. Yeah. They stop now that I'm looking at them. Um, but, yeah, okay, I guess between all of my trips that I've just mentioned and all my upcoming trips, those are my life updates. <laughs> just boring boring old life (laughs) definitely not we both live pretty pretty decently exciting lives we do fun things wild wild lives fun we do fun things for sure we're fun we're fun people oh yeah and i don't know that i've mentioned this on the podcast yet um we or we randall my stepdad got a boat as well um, in addition to my neighbors getting their new boat, ours is not quite like theirs, but it's super nice. So it's been not fun quite. to have that. Can't go 95 miles per hour? No, no. I think it can only go up to like 75 only. Only? That's still pretty. I think. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But it'd be fun if we could take that out this week while you're here too. So yeah, definitely. would love that. Fun <laughs> stuff. podcast to make plans. Yeah, right. Literally making plans right now. But it'll be fun stuff for sure. Keep an eye on the Wait Why Instagram because we'll probably be posting some photos and stuff. Definitely getting a lot of content in this week. It's going to be a good time. Yes. Cannot wait. So this week we are talking about OM, but also yoga in general, like kind of, you know, just talking about connection to the practice and the spiritual side of yoga. Um, But 
yeah, I think it's going to be a good topic. And like Tori said, she's officially certified now. So not officially close or close to officially certified. <laughs> so um, I think both of us have done our fair amount of practicing in yoga and like readings in yoga. So this is something we both feel like pretty passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the topic came up early on. Oh, yeah. I had done um, a yoga class for like the first time. And if you guys have taken yoga um, or if you haven't, it's really common in yoga classes to start and end the class with um, a repetition of several ohms or a single ohm. And when I first went to a yoga class, I was like, what is going on? Like, what is this? Like a bunch of people in a room and we're all just saying this word. Right. Like, I honestly felt uncomfortable. I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to say this and take part in it. Um, but now the more that I've learned about it, it makes a lot more sense. And I'm more encouraged to participate. But at first I was like, oh, this is a little off putting. Like what is going on? Yeah, it does feel weird the first time you experience it. You're like, OK, what is this hippie stuff going on right now? Like, I don't really know. I thought this was a workout. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why I was like, oh, why? Like, why do we actually say that? And I think yeah. a lot of you guys listening will also share our interest in wondering um, why we do. So excited to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. There are actual benefits to it. And it means a lot to um, the yoga practice, but also to religions too. So there's a lot to this two-letter word. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we should start the podcast talking about our experience or like our first yoga class. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Do you want to go first? Um, yeah, I can. So my, I had done like classes with you when you, so Hannah used to do yoga classes with our sailing team. Yeah. Um, And I had done like little practices like that. Nothing where it was like at an official studio. And so, or I would do like online, like through YouTube or something like that workouts, but nothing where it was physically in a studio. And the first time I went to a studio was with my friend Devin, who was my old coworker. And she didn't, I don't think she told me it was hot yoga or maybe she did tell me and I didn't (laughs) know. Um, I think she did tell me, but either way, I was not prepared. I was so dehydrated and so like just worn out by the end of the class. I was like, I don't know if I can do this again. Like, no, I didn't pass out or anything. Like I was fine. I feel Um, like that's intense. I actually had no idea you had never been to a studio until then. Yeah. Yeah. And so this was probably like senior year of college. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I did not realize that. Yeah. And so I was like, oh boy, this is big. (laughs) Um, And afterwards, after I graduated college, I started going more frequently to a studio in Jacksonville Beach and I ended up falling in love with it and getting more into the practice Mm -hmm. and doing it more regularly and I think that's what made the biggest difference it wasn't just like oh yeah I'll go every now and then like getting more into like doing it scheduled I think is what appealed to me yeah absolutely making it an actual practice is a very important part of yoga Mm -hmm. um yeah I (laughs) took my first yoga class a little bit before you um I was I want to say I'm pretty almost 100% sure I was 12 
I think it was before my birthday, which is in the summer. And um, we used to go down to Myrtle Beach with my dad and his girlfriend at the time. And she took me to my first yoga class while we were down there. And that was like the first time I had ever done it at all. And I mean, I was pretty young and I was super flexible. So I was like, this is fun. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say I've been doing it like pretty much on and off like since then. It's never super regularly, I guess. I mean, I feel like I go through phases, but definitely when I was younger, I wasn't doing it super regularly by any means. But then in high school, I taught um, a children's yoga class. Um, And that was actually a really good experience. It was super cute to do. It was like an after school thing that they could sign up for. Um, So I did that for a little while. And that was my first experience with like teaching in any way. And that small blip of an experience is why um, our coach, John, asked me to do um, like the yoga flows with the team, which were fun. Yeah, I had a good time doing those as well. Um, But yeah, I guess I've been more consistent about my practice since I've been in college. Um, And also I've started like reading a lot more about yoga and like learning about the practice from like more of the spiritual side. And I think that has been big for me in terms of my yoga practice. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't until I started my certification process that I learned about like the spiritual side behind yoga and their tradition before Mm -hmm. I was really just doing it honestly as a workout, which I think a lot of people do. Um, And so when I started the class, I was like, or the start of the certification, excuse me, I was in the mindset that I was just going to do it to teach and do it to do a good workout. Um, And then I learned a lot and some of it was kind of over my head and some of it resonated. So Mm -hmm. I guess it just kind of depends on your interpretation. Um, But yeah, it was really interesting. There's a lot more to yoga than just the physical practice. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is like, honestly, part of OM and why we're talking about that today. Yes, yeah, so I guess we should probably explain what OM means. Um, and there's a lot of different interpretations, like Hannah said. So just for a couple of them, um, and we can kind of just split this up, I guess, Hannah, and talk about it if you want. Yeah. But OM is a sacred mantra. So it's usually used in Hinduism and Tibetan Buddhism. Um, And a lot of times it is to open and close a prayer, or it can be um, repeated as a mantra throughout as well. So it does have some religious context and history, but it's primarily more of a spiritual and more of a connection practice. So it's not necessarily tied to a religion. Yeah, it is used religiously, but that's not its only use. A lot of people just use it spiritually and in their yoga practice and such um it's like in like like in christianity or something if you're saying for like the mind body soul kind of thing like if you're repeating that phrase over and over again like it mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be religious it's just a a spiritual phrase i guess yeah no i see no i see what you're saying i think that makes sense so it kind of has like different meanings depending on the context that it's used in i would say yes exactly um, but so the sound of OM is considered like the basic sound of the universe. They even think it's like the first sound heard in the universe when 
it was like created, which is interesting theory. Um, but when you chant Om at a certain certain frequency, um, it's thought to be the same vibrational frequency found in all things throughout nature. So it it is a lot about connecting to like the universe and nature um, when you're um, expressing the phrase or doing the chants. Yeah, and I also too like if you've never said Om in a yoga class, I highly encourage you to do it because you can just like feel your um, I guess like the frequency matching everybody else's in the room yeah which is pretty cool and I mean feel free to own by yourself too the doing it in class like you definitely can feel that as well but it can have purposes on your own too like especially like you were saying if you're not comfortable with the idea at first it might be nice to do it by yourself mm-hmm. yeah definitely um others too use ohm <clears throat> for embodying a divine energy source and it really goes down into three, it can be broken down to three different categories to create this kind of divinity energy. And it represents preservation, creation, and liberation. Um, and so kind of that ohm embodies all three of those. Preservation, creation, liberation. I like that. I like that a lot. I don't think I've heard it um, like put like that before. Um, but so like we've kind of been hinting at, there are a lot of benefits, a lot of different uses. And um, Tori already mentioned that if you've experienced um, practicing OM, it's most likely been in a yoga class. Um, and a lot of the reasons they do that, um, the single or the multiple chants of OM at the beginning and end of practice, um, the first OMs in the beginning of class are supposed to bring you to your mat and like fully into your practice. Um, almost in a sense that, like, the mat is the only place you're in. Like, everything else is supposed to kind of fade away. And you're just supposed to be focused on your practice. And then the ohms at the end of your practice are meant to, like, re-enter you into the physical world at the end of your practice. So that's, like, kind of a touch into the spiritual side of yoga. It's really supposed to be, like, an internal journey where you're not focused on what's going on on the outside. Yeah, that's really interesting. I like that a lot. <clears throat> yeah and then I so I don't remember when I first learned about this but um it was around the time we first had the idea for this podcast and I was like yeah I just learned all this cool stuff so there are actual physical benefits that have been found um the first to know is in 2018 there was a study published in the Asi Asian Journal of Psychiatry and it studied brain waves um, while OM was being chanted. And then um, as a control, it was people just doing like a S, like an S sound. Um, and when people were chanting OM, they found beneficial changes in the automatic nervous system or yeah, autonomous, automatic, I don't know, um, nervous system, I'm not good with the body. But I do know <laughs> that that is what regulates like your heartbeat, your blood pressure, your metabolism, like the things you don't have to think about doing, like you don't think mm -hmm. about your heart beating, like that's where that comes in. Um, so they found that like there were actual changes that were beneficial to that system when chanting OM. And then when they, with the S sound, there were no changes like positive or negative. It just had that's no really effect. Yeah. Um, and then the part that I find super interesting is 
you have a nerve. Everybody has a vagus nerve and it's um, in your spine, like kind of in your back of your neck. And it's one of the longest nerves in your body. Um, so it's said that when you stimulate this nerve, um, it sends signals of like de-stressing and relaxation through your body. And there are seriously people who like say chanting OM has helped them cure like anxiety and depression because a regular practice of it, the regular stimulation of that nerve and sending out those de-stress signals um, can actually lead to long-term mood improvements. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and also too, going back again, like if you aren't comfortable just sitting in a room and saying OM, <laughs> there are plenty of um, like audios, you can listen to recordings as well that use it. Oh yeah, definitely. That's a good resource if mm -hmm. you're doing it um, at home or whatever. Um, but yeah. also if you're practicing yoga at home, which I think a lot of us might be doing these days, maybe less so um, now that things are kind of returning to normal. But if you're doing it at home, it's something you can always throw in at the beginning or end of a practice, whether you're doing something self-guided, whether you're watching a video, um, whatever. I feel like you can always throw OM into your practice, whether it's integrated already or not. Yeah. Not going to lie. I never say OM out loud when I am practicing um, at home by myself. Yeah. I honestly don't think I have either. But um we did when we did that yoga flow in Costa Rica that you um, guided. We did an ohm at the end of that, and it felt pretty good. Yeah. See, I'm more. I guess this just doesn't really like. I don't think about it. Um, but yeah, I'll have to be more conscious of that. I feel like at some point, if we have enough interest, Tori could host a live yoga class, and everyone, all our listeners, can join in and. Do a nice yoga flow, maybe experience your first ohm. Yes, that would be a great idea. I'll put that on our stories and do a poll and see if you guys want to do it. Um, yeah, I yeah. would love to teach class. Yeah, if we have enough interest, for sure, that would be super fun. Um, and then also, I don't know, this might be kind of weird, but oh, you know what? Here's a better idea. I was going to say we should do an ohm at the end. But we'll we'll listen to a recording and ohm together, maybe. Okay. Or just, I think that's a little better than us just, like, doing it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so if you are in a position where you can join us for the end of episode ohm, please do so. And let us know how your experience was. Yeah, but, your first ohm. Yeah, that would be cool. So before we're not close to wrapping up yet guys don't worry we want to talk about some misconceptions of yoga yeah i think these are really good um i've heard a lot of these said before so it'll be nice to kind of dispel them yeah same i've heard a lot of these as well um perfect do you want to do the first two and i'll do the second two yeah perfect so mm -hmm. the first one and i hear this so much is you have to be flexible to do yoga, which yeah. is not true. Like yoga is literally for anyone and it's adaptive. Like even if you go to a yoga class in, per in person, they will show you modifications that'll be more comfortable for your body. And usually they offer modifications like unsolicited. Mm -hmm. It's not like you have to ask for it or anything. So um there are ways for yoga to work for everybody. My dad is, I actually don't know how old he is, but he's over 60. 
Um, and he does yoga. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, um, just to piggyback off that, there's so many different types of yoga too. So like when we think of yoga, we normally think of traditional, like a power hour or like a, a quicker flow. And mm -hmm. that's not necessarily the case. There is yoga where you can do a whole hour class and you don't sit up from your mat. Oh and yeah. Yoga where you can do it from a chair. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a bunch of different, uh, along with modifications, there's also different styles as well. Um, there's yoga that's just focused on breath work. There's yoga that, like I said, um, you can do warrior one pose in a chair. Like there are many ways for it to be adaptive to you, no matter um, what works for you, you know? Yeah, actually, um, speaking of it being like adaptive in different ways of practice, um, when I was living in Massachusetts a couple of years ago, <laughs> I decided to go um, to the senior center uh, workshop on how like to lead and teach like yoga for the elderly. So it was basically like all chair yoga. Um, I unfortunately didn't retain very much because my grandma always asked me to do yoga and I'm like, I don't remember anything about that, but, but it was at the time it was very informative. I wish I would have hung on to it better. I feel like I might have the papers somewhere. So yeah, maybe I one would, of these days. Yeah. And then um, I've had to gonna... listen to a couple um, lectures on chair yoga. So if you and your grandma ever want to do a class. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes, please. You should. I'm going to be there next week, so we can make this happen real soon. Okay, I'll come up with something. <laughs> cool. Um, there's something else about, like, adaptive yoga. I was gonna... Oh, oh, just, like, different types of practice, like, not just asanas. Yeah. Um, I went to a yoga class with my dad once, um, and it was, like, only focused on chaturangas. Like, you were just perfecting your form. Like, it was kind of intense because that's a lot of arm work. But mm -hmm. that was, like, basically all we did was move through chaturangas and, like, how to actually do it, like, perfectly, like, through form based off of, like, textbook yoga, like, how you should do it. And it was really interesting. I feel like it did make my chaturangas a lot stronger, I will say. Yeah. Yeah, it is really cool to break it down like that. Um, and just to explain and provide some context okay. for you guys listening, asanas are, um, it's the physical side of yoga. So the actual flow with breath moving through. Right. Yeah. So it's more of the physical actual flow part of the yoga. Yeah. Good definition. And also chaturangas, how you explain <laughs> you're the yoga teacher. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, it's like a flow. It's kind of a transition between a lot of poses and it roots a lot of the practice. So it's the movement from um, downward facing dog into a high plank, into a low plank, into upward facing dog, and back to that dog. I guess right. if you were to do it continuously flowing through. So Right. So if you have yeah, been... those poses, I guess you're just going to have to watch video. Right. Um, I was going to say, if you've been to a studio for a class, you've 100% moved through a chaturanga. Yeah. Most likely. Even, even if you didn't know it was called that. So that's some definitions for you guys. We're just throwing out words like everyone <laughs> should know. Okay. So the next misconception is yoga is a workout, which can be true, but is not 
always true. Like it's a practice and you can practice it however you want. And like we were saying, modify your practice. It doesn't have to be an intense workout. It's more about connecting breath to movement. That's really more what's at the core of yoga. Yeah, um, definitely. And like you said, like the workout's an added benefit. It's not Mm -hmm. the primary intent, um, but it is kind of what a lot of draws people initially to yoga, which is great. And then hopefully as you learn more about it, you start to become a little bit more open. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that happened for both of us. Um, Mm -hmm. You just end up learning more and it takes on a different form than just a workout. Yes, absolutely. Um, Okay, third misconception, hot yoga is bad for you. Have you heard this before, Hannah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I've heard this one. Yeah, I've heard it too. Um, Just like anything, like, yes, you are in a climate where it's hotter, you're going to sweat more, you're going to become more dehydrated. Um, So as long as you're preparing for it and you know your limit, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, Yes, we can go into kind of the more science anatomy kind of side of it. But the main thing I think is that you just know your limits um, and you acknowledge them. And that's part of the practice of yoga is meeting yourself where you're at. Yes. Um, And so I think that as long as you know your limits, I do want to say though, that I've also heard that um, a couple people saying that they don't like to practice like hot yoga um, mostly in terms of like a power hour or a faster class because they don't really view it as yoga. Right. Because um, it's not the traditional slower flow where you're more focused on your movements. But I learned this throughout my certification. There's actually a great benefit through doing faster flows. Um, it puts your body into a higher intensity and more like a state that you wouldn't normally be in if you were moving slowly. And then where you benefit here is by drawing attention to your mind and your breath and calming and refocusing yourself. So if you're able to remain centered in all of this high intensity of moving quickly and flowing and making your body work, you're going to get a way more added benefit than you would at a slower pace. I mean, right. the benefits are going to differ based on what flow you're doing, what type of yoga, whatever. Um, but there is a really good health benefit for doing the faster classes besides how many calories you're burning. Yeah. And I feel like when your body's in that high intensity feeling um, and being calm and focused, that can translate to like real life situations as well. It can help you like remain calm in intense situations outside of, you know, what you've practiced on your mat. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's huge. Like fight or flight, but you're calm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what the practice aims to do. That's exactly how your body, um, whether I I wouldn't say it's necessarily like an adrenaline rush, but you get into kind of the same state. Right, right. I think that's really cool. Get high off your yoga flows, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's what we encourage. Get high Uh, on your own vibes. Anyway, (laughs) um, last one, last one. Um, Okay, and then the last one is that yoga is religious. And I know we touched on this a little bit earlier, but I did find this quote from Isha, Aisha, I-S-H-A. It's a yoga studio. 
and they have a website, <clears throat> excuse me, but they said that yoga is Hindu just the way gravity is Christian because the law of gravity was propounded by Isaac Newton, who lived in a Christian culture, doesn't make gravity Christian. And whether or not whatever religion you agree with, um, whether or not you agree with this statement, is just putting into perspective um, that yoga is not necessarily religious. Right. I, like we've spiritual. been saying, yeah, like we've been saying yoga is like spiritual, but that doesn't necessarily mean religious. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. And like you said, sorry, (laughs) Um, I was just going to say that it is a practice and we use that term a lot, but a practice means something that you are doing consistently in a routine, whatever that looks like, whether it's once a year for right now, whatever you are at in your point of practice. Um, I was just going to say that like a little reminder from what we were talking about just earlier is that although yoga is most oftentimes not considered religious. The use of OM is actually used in religious contexts, depending on how it's used, where it's used. But um, it does also have that separation that yoga has where it is not always in religious context. So, um, oh, here's a little fun fact, actually. Um, If you didn't know this, I don't feel like a lot of people might not. It's like, it's like offensive to certain religions to get the namaste symbol or the om symbol tattooed below your waist because um in some religions they are considered sacred sounds or symbols and um like putting it below your waist is like a non-holy like everything below the waist is considered non-holy or something along those lines even your ankles yeah Yes. Um, in fact, actually, you want to know how I learned this? Um, Yoga Girl on Instagram. Uh, if you don't follow her, definitely check her out. She's a really interesting person all around. Um, but she has a namaste tattoo on her ankle that she's working on getting removed. And she kind of shared like that background and why it's, you know, frowned upon. So yeah. that's that's a little interesting fact for anyone considering tattoos um of that nature it's for the best to like not be offensive or whatever it's best to do it on your upper body Mm, that's really interesting I didn't know that yeah I just learned that super recently thing also too on that note that reminds me um I know we've talked a lot about if you attend your first yoga class there's also a lot of etiquette into yoga. And I think that sometimes that deters people from attending a class. Um, But there are like a few things I guess we can talk about really quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, Along that note, it's also sometimes viewed, depending on where you go, to that it can be sometimes disrespectful if you leave or enter a class during ohms or chanting. Mm -hmm. um, Because that can be viewed as like a spiritual sacred mantra um and so if you do have to leave early or come late just to be respectful of that yes I've, i have heard that in some situations too um but it's always good to just be aware of like where you're practicing and what um is respectful to them because sometimes that is okay and you know it all just depends on the place mm-hmm. and what kind of flow you're doing it's just yoga can vary in lots of ways yeah just use your just use your ju- gut, your judgment. 
Um, With that, do you want to end with any tips that you have for people um, who might be attending their first yoga class Um, in general about yoga? I definitely will say um, on terms of hot yoga, bring a towel. Oh, yes. That is a great recommendation. Like, don't don't feel silly bringing like a hand towel or a mat towel. Like, bring them both. Yeah. Don't think you don't need it because you do. Yeah. Like, even if you don't sweat a lot, if you think you don't sweat a lot, you're going to sweat a lot in hot yoga. Like, bring a towel. And obviously, always bring water to any yoga class. Like Yeah. And you, you don't will. have to have a specific yoga towel. Like, a beach towel is fine. It can absolutely be anything. Yeah. Don't – you don't have to get sold on the yoga mat-specific towels. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think that's um, a really good tip. Trying to think of others. Yeah. I'm trying to think as well. Um I think, too, a great resource, um, a lot of yoga studios will have, like, 30 days for $30 or, like, a first class free or something along those lines as well so you don't have to commit right away. You can try it out. I think looking up those are are really good resources, too, so you don't feel pressured um, and you can just do it when you want it and see if you like it. Yes, that's a great tip for sure. Also, feel free to look on Groupon. I feel like you can find yoga classes on there just to try out a studio. Um, But yeah, a lot of places have deals. And I think actually another misconception is that practicing yoga is expensive. But you can seriously find places where it's like $5 to go to a session, to drop in. Yeah. It just depends on where. And, you know, it it does not have to be expensive to do yoga in a studio regularly. Yeah. I have two last quick tips. Okay. (laughs) Make sure your phone is on silent. Oh, if, mm-hmm. if you store it like in the yoga room, just make sure it's on silent. Yes, definitely. Um, or do not disturb. And then also too, ladies, just double check your leggings and make sure they are not see-through. That is actually a great tip. Like not just see-through standing, like you bend You're a lot bending. during yoga, like just give it a nice test. Make yeah, sure. Give it a nice mirror test to look back at it. Um, but no, that is actually a good tip because a lot of the times, I mean, you don't realize your leggings are see-through, especially if they're not see-through mm-hmm. like, regularly, yeah. you know. Maybe speaking from personal experience here. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, maybe. <laughs> I actually don't know if I've been there, but I've seen it. I've seen it. Well, have you checked? You might just be there and not know. I feel like I do check my leggings. Okay, okay. <laughs> I try. I definitely don't want that to be me. Yeah. Okay, wait, real quick. This is totally a tangent, but I have to share. In high school, this girl wore what she definitely thought were leggings, but were definitely stockings. Like, oh no. Uh huh, and she wore them during gym. <gasps> and Did it was so bad. I didn't. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but like, you know, in high school, that's so much weirder to address. What do you mean stockings? Like full on tights or like? Yes, like like, tights, except except they were like cut to not go down through, like it didn't have the foot to it. It was like cut stockings, like ankle stockings. What high school did you go to? How are you allowed to wear that? You didn't have like gym uniforms? No, our high school didn't have a dress code actually. Wow. Yeah, worlds. We grew up in different worlds. Yeah, I I feel like we've talked about this before. My high school was like open campus, like you could come, go, and leave, and whatever. 
Um, I didn't like gym uniforms though. Nope, no gym uniforms. Whatever you wanted to wear in gym, whatever. Um, yeah, whatever you, you could just wear a crop top or something. Whatever. I mean, you definitely changed out of your regular clothes, but like whatever you kept in your gym locker, like it's whatever. Oh, see, hmm. we had basketball shorts. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Blue and gray. Okay, okay. I'm sorry for that tangent. I just totally thought <laughs> that, but I had to share. So, yes, uh, last tip from Tori, check your leggings. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm going to think of a million tips after we're done recording because nothing's yeah. coming to mind right now. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, though, is just do it. Just try it. Yeah, 100%. Just try it. Um, and I don't know. If we Also, if we think of other tips, maybe we'll post some on Instagram. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's also like the yoga community in general is – very welcoming and accepting absolutely Um, so it's not normally a place of judgment they're all like safe places like i don't think you should feel intimidated at all to go so yes i agree with that it is a very welcoming community so okay one last thing we are gonna play a little ohm here i just found one on youtube (laughs) okay We'll just do it like one time through. All right, here we go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where are we supposed to own with them? Yeah, I did. Did you not? Oh, yeah, I I should. I did. (laughs) <laughs> All right, but regardless of how that just went, <laughs> it was beautiful. It's fine. We can keep it. You did okay. great. So remember to keep an eye out on our stories for a poll about if you guys are interested in some yoga. Um, and I keep your eye out for more yoga tips um, if we have any that pop up. Um, of course, if you're on Apple Podcasts, remember to rate, subscribe, and review. If you're on Spotify, hit the follow button. Um, and of course, you can find us. Our Instagram is waitwhypodcast. You can also email us anytime at waitwhypodcast at gmail.com. I think that's it. Did yeah. I get everything? I think you nailed it. All righty. Until next time. Thanks. Bye.